Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Hello once again, Mike here with Joel. Growing in Grace, our program heard all over uh, around the world, hearing from people around the world too, Joel, and uh, we do appreciate your correspondence. I know life is busy, but if you'd ever like to find the time to take just a minute and send us an email and say hi, let us know where you're listening from. Any comments that you have on the program is also appreciated. And uh, there's a number of places that we're heard, uh, not only on Gracewalk Radio at gracewalk.org, but I know we're at godcast1000.com, and Joel, I think we're in the top 20 most listened to programs out of around 1,200 that are listed there, and it's just uh, kind of cool to see uh, what God has done with, uh, with this little thing that you and I do each week. Right on, yeah, we just kind of uh, began this really just as, as kind of a, a volunteer thing, and, and it still is a volunteer thing. We're just uh, getting together to talk. Our good friend Dave Lesniak, who's the station manager for Grace Walk Internet Radio, about three and a half years ago, he contacted me and asked if I wanted to do a program, and uh, I got a hold of you, Mike, and man, just right from day one, we got going, and, and uh, it's been a, a really great ride. Uh, we do appreciate you listening, uh, taking some time out, just a quick little program each week, uh, 14, 15 minutes, something like that, and uh, talking about really what's on our hearts, the, the grace of God and how we are free in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Mike, there's a lot of people in this world, in churches, you know, Christ came to set us free. I have this verse on my monitor. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. One of my favorite verses in the Bible uh, from Galatians 5.1. And in churches that are supposedly based upon Jesus Christ and what he's done, there are so many people every week who are not living in freedom. They're living in bondage. They're living with a consciousness of sin. I mean, they're living as if... This whole life is meant to be just focused on sin, overcoming sin, trying to do our best for God, trying to do all this, and never really getting to the life of Jesus Christ that's in them and the freedom that he came to set us free for. And so that's you know what you and I, Mike, we're doing. We're just uh, looking in the scriptures, looking at our life experiences, and uh, hopefully helping some people to grow in the, in the freedom uh, for which Christ has set them free. I was talking with somebody uh, some weeks back, uh, somebody I'm very close to, and uh, we were talking about some of the things that you and I talk about on the program, Joel, about the, the goodness of God and the sacrifice that was made for us, with, uh, that Jesus uh, had made for us and all that he provided. And this is somebody who has had some exposure to the Grace Walk message, uh, righteousness by faith. But as we talked, they, they, they kind of let some things out and just said, but you know, there are times where I, this isn't somebody who's been entrenched with uh, the same sort of things that you and I talk about, but they've been have, had some exposure to it. And they said, you know, there are times where, don't you ever just kind of wonder where you really stand with God? I mean, I, just you, to know for sure. And, and Joel, my heart just about broke mm-hmm. because I've been there and I don't, really worry about that anymore and I, maybe that's a good sign for me as to maybe how far I've been able to, to grow in God's grace uh, over the last decade and another thing I've noticed is that when I get around religious people I'm not saying that they aren't Christians because most of them are but w- whenever I get around them and, and, and uh, 
get exposed to their thought processes, <laughs> then I, I realize how far I've come in the freedom that I have. I'll tell you one thing, and, and uh, the Apostle Paul will testify to this, I'm sure. Uh, when, when you're experiencing true freedom in Christ, your persecution won't come from those believers out there sitting in the bars. <laughs> It'll start coming from the religious folks mm-hmm. once they start seeing the kind of liberty that you have in Christ. It's kind of a funny thing. But we, we, we were talking last week a little bit about, and, and we'll jump into this uh, today, uh, about the, the difference between having a, a sin consciousness versus a righteousness consciousness. It, it, it's a renewing of the mind. And, Joel, we were just skimming through Hebrews 10 right before we started the program today. And, man, what an area of the Scripture here over several chapters that is just so rich with with good information, good news that really completes the finished work of Christ here and, and what it all provided. And the writer of Hebrews here, which may or may not have been Paul, starts out Hebrews chapter 10 talking about the animal sacrifices of the Old Testament uh, of the Old Testament sorry uh, they continually offered up these same sacrifices year after year with these animals but they could not make those who approached with these sacrifices perfect if it could make them perfect the the, the sacrifices would have ceased and they would have no more consciousness of sins but in those sacrifices there was a reminder of sins every year it reminds me of some people who, uh, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of good churches out there. So we're not church bashing here. We, we believe in the local church. It's just that sometimes through traditional teaching and religious teaching that hasn't really uh, fully comprehended the gospel, I, I, I think people sometimes walk out of church feeling worse than when they walked in. And that's a shame when that happens because that's the same sort of thing that they were dealing with under the old covenant. Yeah, I can uh, relate to that because there was, I I remember many times when, well, we used to have uh, conferences and things that we would go to and and you'd uh, you'd go to these conferences and you'd hear some you know basically pep talks uh, throughout the throughout the weekend and what what really happened during those times is that these basically motivational speakers under the disguise of of uh, preachers and evangelists, they would talk about all the things that we can do, all the things that we can do to get ourselves right with God, and 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 so we'd be on fire and we'd go home and we'd just you know be ready to take on the world and and uh, overcome everything, and uh, all it really was was a matter of what we're going to do in our flesh is what it really came down to to uh, to get right with God again, and and um, so we were pumped you know for maybe the first day or two. And then when reality set in, it's it's kind of like, man, I just I just I just can't do this. And then we go to church the next Sunday, and uh, like you say, just feeling bad about who we are because we know we can never live up to this thing. And, and in Christ, you see, you know, you were talking about these uh, the priests and, and the old priesthood that they would offer the blood of bulls and goats that could not take away sins. Uh, they couldn't take away sins, but in Christ, it's a brand new priesthood of a different order. I mean, uh, I won't take too much time here in, in uh, Hebrews 7, but uh, y- you remember the, the tithe that Ab- Abraham gave to Melchizedek? Well, the, back in Genesis, and I won't go through that whole story, but really check that story out. And, and uh, the writer of Hebrews comes back and, and describes what that was all about. It basically... To, to kind of summarize a little part of uh, Hebrews uh, 7 here, 
it says, think about how great Melchizedek was to whom Abraham gave the tithe. Well, just think about it. The, the, the Levite priests were still in Abraham's loins. You know, they hadn't been born yet, so they were essentially still in Abraham's body, is, is what it says here in, in Hebrews 7. And so through Abraham, the Levite priests, uh, they paid tithes to Melchizedek. Now it says that Melchizedek was a priest uh, that was a type of Jesus. And so what it's saying here is that consider how great Melchizedek was, a, a great priesthood there, and the priesthood of Jesus is so great that it far surpasses this Levite priesthood. Uh, that's really the point of what Hebrews 7 is saying. And, 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 and how great is it? Well, it's so great that the old priesthood could never take away sins. But this priesthood, as we read through Hebrews 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, this priesthood was one where sin was taken away. It wasn't just covered. It wasn't just atoned for year after year. But it, sin was taken away. And... Because of that, we no longer have to walk with a consciousness of sin. Uh, but in fact, as uh, Paul tells us, we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's through a gift, the gift of life that God gave us in his son Jesus Christ. Something that sacrifices, confession, and all of that stuff could never do. Uh, it's, it's happened all through the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this is really good stuff. So uh, going way back to uh, Hebrews 7 there, to Hebrews 10, what we were talking about, it just follows the same pattern. Um, because this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for that time till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. So we know that the blood of bulls and goats couldn't take away sin. Uh, and there was this re reminder of the, the consciousness of sins that couldn't be taken away under that old covenant. But we have been set apart. We've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. One of the reasons why we've been sanctified through the body of Christ is, uh, we'll have to cover this another time probably, but uh, in an earlier epistle, Paul said that we had been placed in the body of Christ at the time of his crucifixion. God killed us there at that time. And so, sins forgiven forever through this one sacrifice, not one that has to be repeated. And so, the implication here is that all sins are forgiven, past, present, and future, by this one offering, and that uh, we have been perfected. This is crucial because remember that in the, in the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus was really teaching the law, he wasn't giving a new teaching for the new covenant. He was going back and teaching the law and revealing what the law really was. And he said at the end, uh, he kind of wrapped things up and said that you shall be perfect as your Father is perfect. That's the requirement. Of course, who could possibly do that? Well, we've been perfected by this sacrifice. Perfected forever, the Bible says. It, it can't be taken away. And so now we have this full assurance of faith in Romans 10.22, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Uh, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. That's what our life in Christ is about. That's, that's what this whole thing is about. 
you see, you know, we could live the rest of our Christian lives with with a focus on on how bad we are, but what has happened in Christ is the opposite of that. I mean, what what gets taught in churches a lot these days, you know, a constant preaching of you, you need to stop doing this sin and you need to start doing this. I mean, some of it it's good stuff. I mean, it's not that it's not that we want to live in sin, and it's not that we don't want to uh, do good things. But that's our life in Christ is a matter of the fact that we have made one confession, the Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we've been born again, and we have a hope in Jesus Christ that isn't based upon ourselves and in what we can do to sustain our salvation, but it's based upon the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Like you said, we were crucified with Christ. We were dead buried and then we rose again to life with him and that's the life that we have in christ it's it's life in which we have become the righteousness of god in christ jesus and so we ought to live with a consciousness of righteousness and not this uh, constant fear or uh, consciousness of sin well the flesh wants to the flesh just cries out for us to want to uh add something to the finished work <laughs> we're just the flesh just wants to continually try to add something to make us more holy and uh, nothing could have made us more holy more righteous more perfect and and, and free from guilt than the, the finished work of Jesus Christ it's all about him it's all about him and what he has done that's right it's all about him good place to end there Mike uh, hey uh Mike, it's been good talking with you. My name is Joel, and this is Growing in Grace. As we mentioned at the beginning of the program, we'd love to hear from you. Graceroots.org is the way to get a hold of us, and we look forward to being with you again next time on Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 